Hi everyone, welcome back to WCVG. A very special guest with me here today. I have Jansen from The Wildlife. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Going as good as it can be. <laughs> so um, I want to thank you first for taking the time with, to meet with me today. It really means a lot to me. I know you guys must have super busy schedules going on and everything. So thanks for taking the time to chat. Absolutely, happy to do it. So I guess my first question for you is to introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you. Fun fact, always good. Yeah, um, I'm Jansen. I'm in a band called The Wildlife. Um, we, uh, we're from, we started the band in Indy. We're all from the Midwest. I'm, I'm from Chicago personally. Um, yeah, and we live in Nashville now. Um, just been writing, recording, doing a lot of um, work in the last year or so to, to get music ready to put out and head back out, back out on the road. But um, yeah, I mean, what fun fact do you want to know? Like, give me a prompt, something. Okay, uh, one question I normally ask people is from our freshman orientation. If you could be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Item in the kitchen. Um, probably, I've been thinking about getting one, so I'm just going to say this, right? Uh, say this as the example, but uh, I, I think I need a soda stream. Like, I've, I'm very much into uh, sparkling water at this point. I think I think LaCroix is, is the vibe. I think after all the ones I've tried, I think LaCroix is still on top. But I drink so much of it that I should just get a soda stream and it'd save me a lot of money. So I'd be the soda stream, I think. I love that. Normally I tell people I'd be a knife because I have a sharp wit. Just such a terrible joke, but there you go. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do it to them. <laughs> So uh, I know you mentioned that you're currently in Nashville. Um, do you think that move has had an impact on the music process you guys have been going through? Oh, totally, for sure. I think that when we were um, in Indy and Chicago and all that stuff, like uh, it was mostly just us working on everything. And um, that was fun. And I think a really good thing for us. But um, now being here, it's great to be able to collaborate more consistently with um, people that we respect and um, that can really, you know, add something to to the, I guess, vision that we have for for the project. And um, that's, I mean, that's the biggest biggest way that being here has been, um, you know, really different for the creative process, and it's, and it's been a really positive thing. So um, definitely love being here for sure. So your brand has actually actually been on our ones to watch list for a while now. So we were very excited to hear that you guys will be releasing new music this year. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about the single coming out soon? Yeah, yeah. So we are putting out a single called Psycho um, next week. Yeah, less than a week from now on Thursday, um, February 10th. It's called Psycho. Um, yeah, we wrote it with... Um, is me Carson and Johnny from Nightly. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, we went on tour with them a couple years back and um, just made you know a really good friendship with with those guys and um, wrote wrote the song called Psycho and it's been a long time coming, but we're we're happy to put it out and we have music video ready to go and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, if you could, are you allowed to tell me some of the concepts in the music video? 
Sure. I mean, uh, it is. It's very. I mean, it's not. It's not narrative at all. It's just kind of like, it's more of a visualizer. So what we kind of did was, we all wanted to be like matching outfits. We kind of wanted straight jackets, just to like represent the whole concept of the lyrics and stuff. But uh, we just went with some like white jumpsuits. Um, and it's just kind of very editorial, like a lot of just pose. Uh, it honestly, if I'm being honest, it just looks like we're thirst trapping the camera the whole time. So, um, <laughs> but it's cool. I think we all feel feel good about it and um, we're excited to put it out for sure. But uh, it was a good day. It was, it, was, it was a quick day, which was the best part about it is that we went in, we got it done and we got out, so. Those are always good. I love hearing the stories behind like what comes out of different parts of the art process for when a song's released, especially I feel like sometimes people forget like, the music video is also or visualize is also important. It's not just the song. There's a bunch of aspects and thoughts that go into it. Totally. So the um, album artwork for the single, are you allowed to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the, the painting. Yeah, well, about I guess it's been two years now. I, my my time clock is so messed up because of everything, because of COVID and and just everything. But um, yeah, I think about two years ago now, or maybe a little bit longer than that actually. Um, we had just kind of decided that we wanted to create a consistent like visual element to the brand, and for us, that meant kind of do overhauling all of our artwork which um I think was like a I don't want to say a risky idea but definitely a unique one something that I don't know that many people have done um but yeah we we just wanted to add some sort of like mature quality to it and give each um like collection of songs their own like visual representation and so we hit up one of our friends, his name's uh, Chase Rowan, and he lives in Dallas, but he uh, he's he's done all of the artwork for us um, since we decided to overhaul. So all the old stuff is our paintings too. Um, and he did this this new one, new one as well. Uh, it's like a giant six foot banner. I haven't seen it in person yet, but it's like a real giant piece of, piece of art that I don't know where we're gonna put when we get our hands on it, but um, it's super cool and that's going to be kind of the visual representation for this for like the next batch of songs however many it ends up being so i love how you mentioned that i've noticed throughout the songs released so far and the ones to come that you all have this cohesion about it and it's really interesting to see like the groupings i've noticed like for song i guess our albums you put the years which i think is yep. really clever and a good way to like segment things because I know like as a listener um something you released three years ago could be something I relate to now so it's really cool to see like those moments of your lives absolutely like that I I mean and what's funny is like that's not the, the perspective of that is different than what I have for it too because um I think that for us like we wanted to put a, like a, a stamp on it um one because like just we wanted like all of our art to feel like an art gallery. And like, if you were to go to a museum and look at something like that, it's gonna have the title in the year. Um, and that was kind of like a per, like that was a very on purpose choice. Um, 
as well as like I think that it's important especially now um where I think it's a lot easier to just put out music or whatever you're feeling like that day like you can get music out very quickly that um it's kind of nice to, to date things because when somebody discovers you like they might like this song that sounds very different than uh another song and a lot of that might have to do with just the fact that they were written like six years apart um and sometimes like being able to see that like right in front of you like i think it's really helpful to, like for that understanding part of it so um but yeah very intentional choice of the years i guess it kind of actually leads to my next question i'm curious to know what how has your sound progressed throughout the time the wildlife has been a band you know i think that I mean, I think we're always developing and progressing in in some direction. I think that for us, like, um, we started out, like, you know, trying to emulate, like, other people because we really liked their music. And I think that that's kind of led us to a place, you know, in the last couple of years where we've really, we, we feel like we've nailed down, like, what our sound is and what we want to be um and yeah i think i think that we've grown into like a, a pop band with with guitars which i think is a very broad thing to say but i think that's the point is like we don't want to box ourselves in but we do feel like we've landed in a good sonic space as far as like what you can expect from us song to song so um yeah i think that's a good thing to go off that I can definitely like listen to a song and like no it's your band you have a very distinct sound in a good way like I promise it's a very good thing um especially like something's on shuffle I can be like I know who that is so it's, it's really great to hear that and I know you mentioned you don't like you guys don't like putting yourselves in a box but I'm gonna ask you if you can currently describe your sound for me in three words yeah three words I would uh hmm trying to think do, do I do like direct description do I do something like metaphorical or abstract I <laughs> I don't know that's really hard I, I would I would say that like right now if, if I'm just putting three words to describe our music in a genre way like I would just call us a pop rock R&B band because um, I think that we take a lot of elements from all of those um, subsects and kind of have created our own thing for us but you know I think we're as everybody just trying to be cool you know we're just trying to be a cool band so <laughs> if I had to describe your band in three words I would say dreamy because of the sonics um okay. I also have to say heartfelt the lyrics very interesting okay. to listen to and I don't want to say like moving but like I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Like when I hear the song, yeah. like it connect to it. Yeah, I think that's, I think actually you landed on something that I think we are very intentional about is just like trying to be as vulnerable as possible within, you know, like realistic limits um, that make sense for, for like what we do. But yeah, I think there is an element of vulnerability to all of our music that gives us um, like, I think that's something that makes us unique from, from other bands as far as like just song to song. Um, cause I don't think we're afraid to explore that part of it. So 
Yeah, in the past, I feel like anxious with the song, I'd like send to my friend and be like, listen, like you have to hear this one. It's very, everyone can understand it because they've all gone through it. So it was relatable, but also like, oh, wow, like the song can peg down my feelings better than I can. <laughs> yeah. Music has a funny way of doing that for sure. Yes, it does. And speaking of that, what artists are you currently listening to? Um, <laughs> I, what's funny about this question is that the answer is a lot of the times, um, ourselves because we're just always like listening to demos and, and stuff like that. I feel like I've listened to our own music way more than I would like to admit sometimes, but, um, who am I listening? There's this, the other day I, I found this, this guy named Landon Conrath, um, he's really, he's really great. Like he doesn't have a lot of music out, but, um, yeah, I just, I, I really like, like what he's putting out. It's, it's kind of Jeremy Zucker vibe. Um, I, something like that. Um, but maybe a little bit like more produced. He's, he's pretty cool. I really like him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say mostly him right now. I love what you said earlier, how you listen to your band's music the most. Honestly, if you can't enjoy the music you put out, like, it'd be like that. Totally. Well, I mean, it's also just, I mean, it's part, it's part of the job too, is like, I, when we write something or when we make a demo, like, you know, we spend time listening, it, listening to it to figure out if we want to actually finish it or put it out or change things. And, you know, then there's the whole mixing process and it's like, it's, it's not just like for fun. Um, <laughs> it's for work, but, uh, but yeah, we do, we, on that note, I mean, we really want to like the stuff that we put out. So that's another reason why we spend so much time listening to it. So, um, yeah, definitely get tired of my own voice. Sometimes, so. I do these interviews a lot when I have to listen to myself, like when I, if I have to edit them, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, do you ever, I've gotten used to it now because like I've done that enough, but like when I, when I first started like recording myself, like hearing what I sound like, I'm like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? The worst thing ever. But you did mention um, the creative process behind music and a little bit of production. So can you tell me what is your favorite part of a song that you've written? It can be a lyric, it can be a guitarist, a drum beat, anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I, I think for me, like, I'm a lyrics guy, like, that's, like, what I enjoy the most is, like, trying to write the best stuff, um, like, words-wise, and um, I think, like, my favorite lyric that I've written for Wildlife, like, recently, I, I do really like the first verse of Psycho, like, I think that that... Um, is probably some of my favorite lyrics that I've ever written, especially just because of how they came about. Like Carson sent me the chorus of the song. He, him and Johnny wrote the, uh, the chorus and I hadn't, I wasn't there for that, but um, then we were going in to work on it and like I was playing it in the car while I was driving over and I was just kind of writing it in my head, um, which seems to be a place where I like get most of my ideas, but like I wrote it in like 
in the 15 minute drive that I uh, walked over there or drove over there and got out the car and pulled up and Carson was like, did you write lyrics? And I was like, yeah, just give me the mic and let me put the headphones on. And like, I just did it in one take and Carson turned around and was like, dude, that's it. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing to even change. So it was a good, like, it's a, those moments like make stuff really cool. Like when you just kind of like land on the right stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite. I would say Forgive and Forget is another song that I really think that I, wrote very well I, I really like the chorus in that song as well that's really curious to learn about just because um as a listener like we're always not obviously part of this process we just hear the finished product so kind of great to hear how things come about and how they developed and that was interesting to say like idea came to you in the car sometimes the best ideas come out of nowhere totally or at like 2 a.m when i'm trying to fall asleep which is the worst because I'm like, I'm laying there, I'm so tired, I just need to go to sleep, but I know that I'll forget it. And that's like the the one thing that I've learned is like, when you have an idea, you have to write it down or you have to record it, otherwise you will not remember and it will drive you crazy. So um, yeah, at two in the morning, I'm laying there and I'm like, I really do not wanna pull out my phone and hit record and sing right now, but you know, sometimes you got to do it. I understand. I have a notebook next to my bed, just like if I wake up at three o'clock in the morning with an idea or like something I need to do, I have to write it down. Otherwise, I'm just not going to sleep that night or I won't remember in the morning. It's terrible. Totally. So I'm not sure if you know, but um, School of Rock was filmed at Wagner College. Um, Dope. <laughs> the school from Horace Green Prep School, that's where we had class. Um, cool. everyone's always like, oh my God, like Jack Black was on your campus. I said, yes, yes it was X amount of years ago. But um, for us, it's always exciting to like tell people about this since we never realized the impact this had on people growing up or their love of music now. So I'm actually quite curious to know um, what got you interested in music itself and like how you started on this journey. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a super cliche answer, but just like, I kind of just was born to do it, I guess. Like I, I mean, I've been singing and been around music since I was a really young kid. And, um, you know, just something that I always felt like I was good at and that I enjoyed doing. And um, also just, I mean, as I've, the more I've done it and over time like especially in the last five years with the band and been you know been lucky to have reached the amount of people that we have like um just seeing like the actual impact that um you know what music can do for people that like I don't know or like across the world and stuff like that which is like kind of a crazy thing to say like that people in other countries have like you know heard what I've had to say and it's meant something to them so um yeah I just think that it's something that I've you know latched onto and something that I enjoyed doing and so I just kept kept doing it you know I I I, I did play sports for a long time but then I realized that I wasn't that great at those things you know <laughs> maybe it was a bit of a weeding out process I can do music I can't play basketball 
I know like when I was growing up in school, um, like in elementary school, they like give you tests and we're like, are you competent enough to like clap out a rhythm? Like, can you, can you play yeah, an yeah. instrument? <laughs> yeah, I feel that for sure. There is one question our station always asks people we speak to since we feel like this has been a hot topic and recently in the news and everything. And that question happens to be, what is your thoughts on an artist releasing music posthumously? Oh, interesting. I had no idea where you were gonna go with that and that is not what I thought at all. Um, you know, I haven't really thought about it, so I don't know that I have thoughts on it, but if I'm just like thinking about it off, off the top, I, I think it depends on who you are. I think that like, even just knowing us, like there are so many songs that like we have that we like, that might not ever come out. And especially like if, if you're talking about somebody like Michael Jackson or Mac Miller or I don't know I guess Juice World's doing it too like um like when you're talking about somebody like that like at the level that they're at they probably have so many songs that are unreleased that either were going to be or were just finished and didn't make the cut you know because you can only do so many um so I guess it like it doesn't not make sense but it does feel a little bit like cheap, you know? Like if I'm thinking about it, if I were dead, would I want music that I made to come out? I think, I think my answer is no. <laughs> Cause I think that at that point, it's just about the people that would be making money off of the music. That's yeah. Actually, I think it's really shady now thinking <laughs> about it. Because all those all those songs that are coming out for somebody who's dead, they don't own any of those songs. Most likely, the label owns them, so they get to choose if they come out or not, and they're getting a split on it. So it's really just a money grab for other people. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't f with that. I don't f with it. That's actually where we ask this question. I feel if you feel like a lot of people don't even think about this, then it just becomes current and happening and it's like oh wait this is now unfortunately a common thing so yeah. we like to start conversations about it and I know this definitely was not a question you were expecting to be asked today yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's like a what <laughs> question like where'd this come from question for sure but we like to talk about the fact that one of the things we hope for fans in the future or even just individual artists that they'll discuss maybe when they sign a contract, like maybe they can own the rights to it. God forbid something happens or something along those lines just because you deserve credit for your work and you should have a say if yeah. something happens, God forbid. Totally. Contracts are weird, for sure. When I've read them, I'm, I mean, one, they're written so that you don't understand them. That's why you need a lawyer. And two, there's like crazy, my favorite thing that's in contracts, I don't feel like this is wrong to say. I mean, but my favorite thing that's in contracts is like, there's like a, like a location like clause usually. And I think a lot of the time, like earlier on, uh, 
it would just say like like the earth like that would be like we own like whatever globally whatever like we control these assets globally but now like in contracts it says like globally and all other like places undiscovered which i think is really funny so they're like if if is like i don't know if we ever actually colonize mars or whatever like that's written into a contract that they would in theory own it on mars which is pretty crazy my favorite thing in contracts these days that's wild i've not heard of this before this is absolutely wild I've read some very interesting writers, but like never a contract. Writers are fun. <laughs> we don't have a pretty, we don't have a crazy one. Ours includes uh, chips, hummus, salsa, granola bars, and water. It's a nice one. Yeah, it's pretty simple. No, I've gotten some that were like only the red M&Ms. And I'm like, I really didn't think people did this. I really think it's just that they made sure we read the writer, but. Oh, it's absolutely that. It has nothing to do. It's an old, it's an old trick in the book. Um, do you mind telling me if you guys have any upcoming? I think you there's a tour announced, correct? We did, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. We're actually announcing another show today as well. But um, we uh, we announced a tour with Joan and then a show with uh, the band Camino as well um this spring so february 25th in memphis at the orpheum with band camino and then we're doing two weeks on the road um like midwest east coast with joan uh it's like the end of march like the last two weeks of march um so we're super excited about that uh both bands like are good friends of ours um we've known them for quite a while so it's been uh it's been great to like be able to play shows with friends, uh, especially because we've had some weird luck on the touring front. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to be on the road, especially because it's been so long. We haven't like tour toured in, you know, almost over two years now. So um, we're excited for sure. It's absolutely crazy to like learn about how it's been so long for touring and everything's coming back. I think I have a couple of myself lined up of shows I'm going to. So it's crazy, but also exciting. Yeah, for sure. What is your favorite part about going on tour? Honestly, like, um, I think just like seeing places, you know, that I've never been before, um, or at least have not been, you know, in the capacity to like, in the capacity to like re recognize it or know it, the new places that I've, you know, I think the first time we drove like West Coast, like I had never really been I think I had been to LA, but only like on a plane. Um, but like, I think other than that, I've never driven like further than like Dallas. So like we played the show in Dallas and then we drove to Phoenix and it's like, wow, this is like a whole different world that I, you know, never, I mean, like, you know, it's there, but you just don't see it. Like the Midwest looks like the Midwest. Everything looks pretty much like the same. It's pretty normal, you know? But then when you get out to like West Texas and like Arizona, it's like, this is like legitimately like a completely different landscape, which is like, just cool. I enjoy that part of it. And some days I enjoy living in a van with, with my best friends, you know? And then other days I'm like, I'd like to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> but 
Do the van bunk beds too? I've seen a few. <laughs> the van bunk beds. Um, we, I did. Me and my dad did build a thing into the van for us to use. Originally, like for gear before we had a trailer, but now it's become a bunk um, that we use from from time to time. I'm pretty much the only one that likes sleeping on it, but I think it's because. I built it, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I have to use it. I also fit up there. I don't think that uh, the other guys are too tall, you know? So I just I just hop up on the bunk. I got my master's pad and, you know, I just, I zone out, I sleep. So it's a good time. Very solid. It's awesome that you actually built your whole setup there. Mostly my, mostly my dad, but. Uh, but I was I was there, so I I helped build it, you know. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have one more question for you because I don't want to take up too much of your time. So my last question for you is, what are your goals for 2022? Yeah, I think that for us, we're just trying to be on the road as much as we can, play as many shows as we can, and um, just kind of release music throughout the year as well. Um, Hopefully we'll, we'll be on tour supporting some other people and um, really set ourselves up to, to maybe do our first like proper national headline in, in 2023. Um, it's kind of what we, we would really like to, this kind of the progression of what we really like to do. So, you know, it's not anything like glamorous or interesting, but uh, just trying to work hard and grow and, and get ourselves to a place where people want to come buy tickets to see to see our show so um we're excited about where we're headed and i think that i think that we're close to making it happen so we're very excited to continue watching throughout life on your journey it's been very exciting from our standpoint to watch you guys grow over the years and we cannot wait to see what you do in 2022 and beyond so Thank you again for taking your time to talk with me. I greatly appreciate it. And to everyone listening, please remember to listen to their new songs that go out on February 10th. February 10th. Perfect. Do you have any last words for our listeners? I don't think so. But the next time that we're around, y'all should buy tickets and come to our show because we put on a great show. Perfect. And I'll take that to the bank for sure. <laughs>